Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Hello. Good morning, beloved family. How are you doing? I pray that you're doing well. I say that every morning. Every morning is true, and we pray for you every day, and especially take every one of you into our rosary. And you say, well, Mother, how do you know every one of us? I don't know, but I know the God who knows you, and he knows your very special needs and intentions and hopes and wishes, and I ask him to fulfill them according to his most perfect will. We have had a wonderful response to our last two emails that I sent out within this week. I forget exactly the days. Could have been Thursday and Friday or Friday and Saturday. I I don't know. But uh, your response has been wonderful. We've had so many people um, praying with us the novena to Our Lady of Victory. And yesterday's program, we read uh, the story of Our Lady of Victory, um, who was named such at the Battle of Lepanto with Pius V. Uh, they were, the Christians were completely outnumbered and um, by the Turks totally. Um, and uh, I've got the URL to it in our email. And by the way, um, if you were not signed up for our emails and you did not get them, uh, you can sign up any day, any time uh, at our website, www.motherofisraelshope.org. And you can just click on the newsletter link and right at the top, there's a a uh, little spot for you to sign up, and again, email and or regular mail. Um, don't worry about the postage for regular mail because um, we we love to include. Uh, this last Christmas, we included the book Jesus and the Jewish Roots of Mary, and we included a DVD. Uh, and we ran out of them, so you either received a DVD on um, from Michael Poirier on the voice of a child, either for Advent or Christmas, and um, uh, or a DVD from Fulton, um, Bishop Fulton Sheen on the meaning of Christmas. So we exhausted our total supply in sending all that out. And uh, just before, hold on. <clears throat> just before we moved from Tulsa. so um, But we often include the minimum a holy card or a spiritual communion prayer. We always include something. So don't worry about getting regular mail. But if you don't wish it, uh, you can get it simply by email. And if you say, hey, we got it by email, could you send those gifts? We'll always send them to you. Never, ever, ever an issue. So... um, but in the second email, um, uh, what was it the second? No, um, I don't know it was the second or first. We included a video um, and a message that we were going to begin yesterday, January 11th, 
a novena to Our Lady of Victory because what Our Lord and Our Lady did at the Battle of Lepanto, he can do at the Battle for Morality here in the United States. So now it's the 12th. Um, for those of you who are consecrated to Our Lady of Guadalupe, we renew, as we are here, um, we renew our consecration on the 12th of each month. But um, if you have not begun, I have several emails saying, Mother, we couldn't uh, either find the link or we couldn't get it. Could you give it to us? And I, I just have had no time to to respond to those emails. I will. But all you need to do is go to our homepage, motherofisraelshope.org, and everything we post, we send out by email, is posted on our homepage. And so uh, the title, it's the last email we sent out. So um, just click on it. Just click on it, and um, it the heading is starting tomorrow with an exclamation mark because actually now I know we sent it out on the 10th. So starting tomorrow would have been yesterday, the 11th. So look for the email on our homepage starting tomorrow and read a couple of paragraphs and it tells you to click to continue reading and you'll get the entire newsletter and you'll get the link to um, the Our Lady of Victory Novena. Now, if you didn't start yesterday and not, nothing is lost. Our God is outside of time. He answers our prayers retroactively. He answers the desires of our heart before we even ask. It's not an issue if you're not on the exact date. I'm going to give you the URL for it, the address. And it is, uh, we normally begin with HTTPS colon two forward slashes, and then it is one word, novenaprayer.com slash 2020 slash 09 slash 29 slash Our Lady of Victory Novena with a hyphen between each word, Our hyphen, Lady hyphen, of hyphen, Victory hyphen, Novena. Um, So again, it's NovenaPrayer.com slash 2020 slash 09 slash 29 slash Our hyphen, Lady hyphen, of hyphen, Victory hyphen, Novena. And um, you're, if you join today, you're joining on the second day, but you don't have to catch up. You can begin it today and just pray it each day. Several other people have asked me when, because I've talked about praying the novena with it, the rosary with it, because Our Lady of Victory became Our Lady of the Rosary, and they asked what order. It really doesn't matter. God looks on the heart. We here are praying the entire novena to Our Lady um a victory. They have uh, the novena for each day for nine days, and following our prayer for that, which ends with uh, several prayers, then we pray the rosary. So that's how we've done it. We first pray the prayer, and it's uh, and then we pray. We go into our rosary together. It's wonderful, and it's simply for. President Trump to remain president for the next four years. God can do this. 
He, there's nothing impossible for him, and he loves, he loves to get the glory because it is his glory. It's the fruit of his, God is not conceited because he wants to get the glory. He wants us to know that he takes care of all things, and his glory is the sum of his attributes. He wants us to know him, just like when he raised Lazarus from the dead. And I mentioned this in the email. He waited until the Jewish people believed that Lazarus was dead, dead. After four days, his spirit would be gone, and there'd be no chance. And Jesus simply said, Lazarus, come forth, and he came forth in all his um, burial bands. And the same thing I mentioned in the email with the blind man. Um, in John, the Gospel of John, Pharisees said, well, who? Obviously, he's a sinner, otherwise he wouldn't be blind. Uh, whose sins? Was it his sins? What is, was it his parents' sins? And Jesus said, it wasn't anybody's sins. He was born blind for the glory of God, and Jesus totally healed him. So... Um, That's where the Amazing Grace song comes from. I once was blind, but now I see. And we were all spiritually blind. Every one of us spiritually blind. And if you can now see, oh, beloved, you need to come all the way home to the Catholic Church and then pray this novena, dear ones. Pray this novena for President Trump to be elected. The time is short. Um, If you start it today, I believe it'll actually end on January 20th. And if you don't hear about it for a few days, I want to tell you, if you start it on January, uh, if let's say God does it and Trump has another four years with us and you say, oh, my goodness, I would have been part of that. I missed the whole thing. You can start it on January 21st. And because there's, and God will answer it retroactively. And he knew that you were going to start it on January 21st. And so uh, he counted it in to the victory. So don't ever doubt God. Don't ever, you can doubt yourself, but don't ever, ever, ever doubt God. Um, We are in for a time of, I think, unprecedented chaos um, uh, that's being planned um, on January 20th, and um, uh, it's it, not to do with the next four days for Trump, next four years for Trump, but with President-elect Biden being sworn in, I think our country is is going to be in a uh, chaos and an uproar. So um, let's be part of God's victory, beloved. Pray that novena to Our Lady of Victory, who became Our Lady of the Rosary. And if you're having trouble and you just can't get a hold of it, just pray the rosary. You pray to Our Lady of the Rosary, who is Our Lady of the Victory. Just pray for God to um, to um, perform His miracle as He alone can do, and put President Trump in for the next four years. We've had. A number, I don't know how many, um, of unsubscribers from this message because they cannot bear to to vote for President Trump. Um, and it's because of his personality. They just can't stand him as a man. And I say... Um, how do they say? Tough it up. They say something other than that. So what? Would you vote for someone you like personally who is going to 
be responsible for the murder of millions and millions of babies and same-sex marriage, the destruction of marriage? Would you rather that than vote for someone you don't care for who is going to protect life? That is beyond reason to me, but it's to me. So there's the music for our break, dear ones. And um, we will be back right after the break, and we will take your emails, your phone calls, your questions right after the break. The toll-free number is one 511 5483 or email at mother at We'll be right back. The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. Each weekday from 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern, the Station of the Cross brings you Mother Miriam Live. Mother Miriam is a Catholic nun on a mission to bring Jesus and a message of hope to a world that has lost its way. Hello, beloved. This is Mother Miriam, and I am thrilled to welcome you to Mother Miriam Live. As always, you're going to be able to call, text, or email whatever your questions are. Through a partnership between the Station of the Cross and LifeSite News, you will be able to listen and watch Mother Miriam Live on YouTube and Facebook at the Station of the Cross, including past episodes on podcasts. God bless you. Listen on your local Station of the Cross affiliate and our free iCatholic Radio mobile app, or watch the Mother Miriam Live video stream on Facebook and YouTube by searching The Station of the Cross. That's Mother Miriam Live each weekday from 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern on The Station of the Cross. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live, dear ones. Um, you know what? A few days ago, <clears throat> we began, as our New Year's resolutions, actually, reading through the book of Ephesians. Hold on. The Apostle Paul's letter that he wrote to the Ephesians while he was in chains. He was in house arrest, on house arrest in Rome. And I've, um, I've made a... Um, a note that uh, though Paul was, um, where did that go? Oh, here it is. Uh, Paul was, um, I'm looking for Ephesians, so we continue. He was chained to the guard, but the guard was chained to Paul. And I think the guard had a conversion. <clears throat> the guard had a conversion. 
and we read um, almost half. Ephesians has four chapters, and we read the first two a few days ago, and I want to go on with chapter three. This is Paul's writing to Christians um, from jail, from jail. Um, you think one would be a little depressed, but he wasn't. He's, he, he just, he knows the truth. And when we have the truth, we cannot keep it to ourselves. We cannot, not just for zeal, but for horror, that anybody should be left without the truth that saves them. And so Paul says, <clears throat> because in the beginning you were, you were in darkness, you were separated from God, um, and God brought you to himself, and not just you, but Jew and Gentile broke down the middle wall, the barrier of separation between the two people on earth, Jew and Gentile, and made the two one. And he says, for this reason, <clears throat> I, Paul, <clears throat> a prisoner for Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, Assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly, when you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That is, how the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Not everybody appreciates that, dear people, but there was one people on the earth. One people, uh, Gentiles, which translates nations. There were umpteen nations. I don't know how many. But um, God chose Abram, wasn't even named Abraham yet, out of Ur the Chaldees. His parents were idol worshipers. He saw Abram's heart, and he said, I'm going to set you apart. And through you, Abram, uh, all the nations of the world will be blessed. And through your seed, all the nations of the world will be blessed. And Paul has written to the Galatians that the seed of Abram, who became Abraham, is Christ. Abram means high and honored father. Abraham means a father of many nations. Through his seed, all the nations of the world will be blessed. And from Abraham, through Isaac, through Jacob, and through Jacob's son, um, oh my goodness, a Judah, and through Judah's son, David, was born the Messiah, the son of David, the Redeemer, the seed of Abraham, the Savior of the world, <clears throat> and the Messiah, the Anointed One. Christ is just the English translation of Messiah through the Greek, which was the common language in Israel at the time. Um, and so now the world has two people, Jews through the tribe of uh, from Abraham and through Judah, they became known instead of Hebrews as Jews, so they're both Hebrews and Jews. Um, and uh, either way, um, uh, and Jew and Gentile are one in the Jewish Messiah. Um, <clears throat> you may not believe it, but but it's true. It's true. You say, well, Mother, you believe that. It doesn't mean it's true. Oh, yes, it does. It doesn't mean it's true because I believe it, but I believe it because it's true. And Paul says, of this gospel, 
I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles, that is to the nations, to everyone other than the Jewish people, through whom the Messiah came, to preach to the Gentiles, that is the rest of the world, the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. And that through the church, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose which he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and confidence of access through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory, because he's in chains in Rome. Don't lose heart. And you know when he said... um, Uh, the mystery of the church before all ages. It is the church, the people of God. They are one. When Christ established his church, it was the Catholic church. The word Catholic was not used. I think Ignatius used it first in the year 110, if I remember correctly. But the fact is, it was Catholic because Catholic means universal. And everyone through the Messiah is a part of the church that Messiah established, which is Israel um, spread through the Messiah to the four corners of the earth, which is why Paul calls the church in Galatians the new Israel. It takes in every single soul who will give their life to the Jewish Messiah, the Savior of the world, God in human flesh. Is it sound complicated? It might, um, but it is as simple even as for a child, to believe in Jesus, the Savior of the world. And Paul says, my, one of my favorite prayers, he says, For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with might, through his spirit in the inner man, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And then he says, now to him who by the power at work within us is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. It's a magnificent prayer, and I've used that prayer and prayed that prayer uh, at the end of any talk I give on the family, because that's what Paul wishes. He wishes us to be united in one and to be... um, for there to be unity in the body of Christ, not unity between Catholic and Lutherans, and not unity between Presbyterians and... and, uh, 
uh, free will Christians, 40,000 denominations. There can be no unity there. There can be no unity between Catholic and Lutheran. There can be no unity between um, Jew and Gentile. There cannot be. We can come together and do nice social work. We can do that. We can respect each other. But there's no unity unless there's unity in truth. If we come together and say we're one and we don't regard the difference in our beliefs about who God is and the church he established, that is not unity. That is will lead to falsehood and compromise. God does not compromise. He established his church, not 40,000 denominations. You say, well, I'm an evangelical, and I even left the Catholic Church. I believe you, um, because I wasn't fed before. And I'm going to tell you, as much Bible study as you are now getting, as much as you are fed by the holy, inerrant uh, word of God, Two things. Number one, you're missing seven plus books in that word of God that's feeding you. But you never could have understood that in God's church alone, from the apostles down through the bishops to the priests, that the Eucharist is not symbolic. The body and blood of Christ um, is not symbolic. Bread and wine become his body, blood, soul, and divinity at the words of the consecration of the priest. Can the priest do that? No. Christ does that, just as he did it at the Last Supper when he took matzah, unleavened bread, and he held it in his hands at the Passover, and he said, this, following the Passover, is the bread of affliction. This is my body which is given for you. Do this, said he to the apostles, in remembrance of me. And just as when God said, let there be light, and there was, he said, this is my body, and bread obeyed, and became his body. St. Augustine said, our Lord held his own body in his hands. It was the first mass. The same thing with the, with the wine, the Passover wine. He said, this is the... Um, Blood of the new covenant, my blood given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And wine became his body and blood. The wine and the bread become his body, blood, soul, and divinity. And any parcel of that little bread and any sip of that little wine, now that it's become God, is the whole Christ. He doesn't come in parts. The bread is not alone his body, and the wine does not alone become his blood. They become, both of them, body, blood, soul, and divinity, regardless of their appearance. They are the substance is Christ. And the appearance, which the Catholic Church calls the accidents, are... um, They are the outward appearance, but the substance is not Christ. Luther did away with that. He taught of not transubstantiation, that bread and wine are transubstantiated in to God, body, blood, soul, and divinity. Luther taught, hold on. Consubstantiation. Con means with. He said, somehow, mysteriously, Christ is with the bread and wine. No, 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 no. He becomes 
um, the bread and wine become him, we actually receive his body, blood, soul, and divinity. Jesus said in John chapter 6, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life in you. He's not talking as my Protestant church taught me uh, cannibalism. And if he were, and the Protestant church that I came from thinks it's simply symbolic, why would he symbolize cannibalism? It makes no sense. Nothing is impossible for God, beloved. And the Catholic Church is the church he established, and you are not fully home until you are part of the one holy, truly Catholic and apostolic church that our Lord established 2,000 years ago with Peter as the head. There's the music for our second break, beloved. We'll be back with your calls, emails, texts, whatever is on your heart. Lines are wide open. Call in toll-free 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is at a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. This is Mother Miriam, host of Mother Miriam Live, to let you know that there is a magnificent array of programs that originate from the Station of the Cross, such as Stand Out for Life with Jim Havens and Father Imbarato. They pray for and discuss the pro-life movement each Saturday morning live at 9 a.m. Eastern. You can also listen to Stand Out for Life anytime as a podcast on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. As a nonprofit lay organization financially independent from your diocese, our apostolate is listener supported. The Station of the Cross thanks our supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. Through your generosity, we are able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. Thank you for your continued support and may God bless you and your family. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back. Beloved family, I'm happy to be with you always, always, always. And um, uh, I just got a, a note from the engineer at the Station of the Cross that they uh, are posting the link to the novena um, f- 
of Our Lady of Victory on the Facebook page. So at least it will be there. Um, or, you know, you can look on the Internet. It doesn't have to be the exact novena we're praying. Um, just look on the Internet, type in novena to Our Lady of Victory, and any novena you pray is going to be good. And if you just can't find it, don't be frustrated. Just pray the rosary for nine days for the intention of Our Lady of Victory, who is the Lady of the Rosary, <clears throat> to... Um, to, uh, how do I say, superintend, to um, uh, ask her son that um, the next four years President Trump will get in. And that our country and a million um, pre-born babies will have, um, I keep doing this the other way, uh, will have life and not be murdered in their mother's wombs. We are going to... Um, Take your calls and your emails now, one 5483 Valerie is calling again from Virginia. Hi, Valerie. Good morning, Mother. Hi, we spoke yesterday. Fine. Yes, we did. (laughs) I I was so so happy to speak Mm -hmm. with you. I wanted to call in again if, you know, God permitted me to, and obviously he did. (laughs) So I wanted to call and offer your listeners some hope. Oh, Um, good. Well, you know, everything you spoke about this morning regarding our president and, you know, what God can do, and I just wanted to tell your listeners that, you know, I am proof of what God can do in my own life because everything that he's done in me, I didn't do anything. Right, I understand that in my own life. That's why I'll be eternally grateful. That's why yes. a thousand eternities cannot be enough to thank him. I'm with and you, you go, Valerie. You go through every <laughs> single day. You know, he lets me live in this modest trailer with my son on a nice piece of land in a rural town. And it's like my little monastery over there. And, you know, he, I'm blessed with the privilege to actually have my son with me because... My son's not, he's not on drugs, he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he's not on the street. But he came back from the war disabled. And Valerie said yesterday he went in one way, he came well, he out didn't, another way. He wasn't way. at war, he just, he just, he didn't go to war or anything. Okay. He just went in, and then he had some kind of a breakdown. I guess, um, I guess. And, yeah. and so you described how you've made yourself a little altar in a closet, and you go there 4.30 yes. every morning, right? Right. Yes. Yes. And Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, the fact that I even do things like that or that I look at my little house and I make such a a meager income as well. My son helps, of course, you know, that's that's part of our thing. And, you know, but to be able to look at my circumstances, my 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 job, my house and everything and where everyone else would see and has already (coughs) said they don't even know how I survive. I look at it and I feel like the richest woman in the world. I see. I'm with you, Valerie. I would let you talk the whole half hour if I could because (laughs) I'm with you all the way. And I love you for calling in and for calling in again. I will get to the emails we have, but um, I understand. And I apologize. And I didn't want to take your time or anything. I do just, not apologize. I know your, what God can do. So, <laughs> Yep. Yeah, your music to my heart, Valerie. And God <laughs> loves 
not just a cheerful giver, but a grateful heart. And you have that. Um, we could have the greatest mansion in the world and $10 million and have no gratitude. And you right. have enough to get by and your heart is as big as the person that has $10 million. God bless you, Valerie. Thank you, Mother. Thank God you, sweetheart. You. Thank you thank, so much. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we're going to go to an email by Marco. Or no, it's Marcio, M-A-R-C-I-O, who writes, Dear Mother Miriam, I was raised Catholic and at some point in my adult life had lost my way. By the grace of God, however, I found the church again and have rekindled my faith in the Lord. Part of this is because of my eldest son who kept encouraging me to go back to church, blessed be God. And part of it is because of the new Fatima movie. I've heard that from a couple of people. How interesting. I've not seen it, but I've heard some good reviews. Um, Marcio writes, soon after returning back to the church, I went to confession and poured out my heart, sharing over 15 years of sins to the priest. Although I've confessed, there's something in my heart nudging to confess again, but with another priest. Is it normal for me to feel this way? Should I go to confession again and share the same sins with another priest? God bless, God bless Marcio. <clears throat> Marcio, it is normal. It's not maybe everyone feels that way, but it's not abnormal because we confess our sins, but in our heart, we think if those, if that priest only knew, if he only, I'm confessing uh, the, this degree of immorality, that action, this action, we're confessing it. But we alone and God know the depth uh, to which that depravity went, and we can confess it, and even with our whole heart open and honest and still feel no i'm a miserable sinner i couldn't have fully confessed it i need to confess it again you know i it's it's very normal it's very normal and i understand it should you go to confession again the answer is no can you go to confession again the answer is yes there's no should because when the priest says i absolve you if we could see, I've said this before, with our eyes, what our faith understands, the priest wouldn't even be there. It is Christ, God, who absolves sins. It is Christ who says through the priest, I absolve you. It is Christ who forgives you through the instrumentality and voice of the priest. God, not a priest who doesn't have the knowledge or the judgment of God, God has forgiven you, and there's nothing in your heart that God doesn't know, and you could say, but I left that out, I forgot that description or whatever it was, God knows, and if he says I absolve you, you are absolved, you are forgiven, but if you're living with um, a, a level of guilt and you just don't feel free, you can go back, and you can go to another priest, and if you go to another priest... I would even tell the other priest that you have confessed these things and been away 15 years, but you don't feel free, and would he allow you to confess them again? And he will. If he doesn't, go to another priest. Um, yes, and um, let him assure you that you are absolved and forgiven, Mar Marcio. So you can, and it doesn't matter if it's another priest, you certainly can, and... Um, um, 
But there's no should there, beloved. There's no should. Don't live with a heavy heart. It'll be better for you to go to a priest than live with a heavy heart, sweetheart. So don't you worry. And ask the second priest um, to... um, to even help you to know that you are forgiven and freed. Okay. And, and there might be something it's, uh, that you say, but I, I may not have said the fullness of this sin. Just say what's on your heart. There's no shoulds. You do what's on your heart, Marcio. And I, I would almost advise you to do that um, so that you could be free. We have an email from somebody who writes in anonymously and says, Hi, Mother Miriam. It has been a couple of years since my last confession, and I took the opportunity on a recent occasion to go to confession. Good. I did not go to my regular parish, and it was my first time meeting the priest. Upon the initial conversation, I noticed immediately that his mannerisms were a bit alarming. He spoke in a flamboyant way. Regardless, I decided to compartmentalize my thoughts on that. I told him I felt guilty for praying to the Blessed Mother when I have direct access to the Son. In recent months, I have been drawn to praying the Rosary. And although I am Catholic... I have never really prayed to saints or the Blessed Mother. Oh dear, what you're missing out on. But after watching Fatima, the movie, I became compelled to pray the rosary. Blessed be God. I asked him if I was wrong in feeling guilty and proceeded to tell he proceeded to tell me that he himself never prayed the rosary and that it was a way for a poor man to pray. Oh my goodness. I don't want to know who this priest is, but he should not be a priest. He explained to me that back then, the oh, this is awful, the uneducated used beads to pray because they needed something to feel and track. He said there was no need to pray the rosary. He understood Mary's story and what her purpose was in the story of salvation, but he he does not understand that. I'll tell you, it's not past tense what her purpose was. He's speaking like a Protestant, but he doesn't pray to her. I was confused about the power in praying the rosary. So I asked him, why in all the apparitions, good question, why in all the apparitions did the Blessed Mother emphasize praying the rosary? He quickly told me that confessional was not a counseling session and that he needed to attend to those waiting outside and he quickly dismissed me. I didn't know what to make of it. Please help this confused Catholic. Thank you. You are not confused. Um, You are not confused, dear Anonymous. This priest is confused and I would say he's not Catholic. He's a Protestant in his heart. He's a Protestant. I can't judge him. I can't judge his ordination or his present status. I cannot possibly know that, but his heart is Protestant. He is not Catholic in his heart, and he does not counsel as a priest. I don't know what he's about. Um, uh, it's, it's really, really awful um, because the rosary... Uh, was not for uneducated people who couldn't count and track. My goodness. Um, Mary is the one who gave the rosary. Was she uneducated who couldn't count and track? Um, the rosary came from the the Jewish custom of of monks 
and the and the custom of the monks came right out of the synagogue of praying and they used beads that before Our Lady gave the rosary. They had 150 beads, and they would pray the psalms on them. Is that because they were uneducated and couldn't track? Absolutely not. They would pray the psalms on those beads, and Our Lady gave that um, what became the rosary uh, to um, St. Dominic, that we should pray that. Um, it is from Our Lady. It is from Our Lady today when she says, praise, when she said to the children of Fatima, pray the rosary to end the war. She meant it. When she appears in every one of her apparitions, absolutely at Fatima, she identified herself as the Lady of the Rosary and asked everyone to pray the rosary. By the rosary, you will win your souls. It, the rosary takes us through the life of Christ. It's not meaningless repetition. God is not against repetition because read Psalm 136 and others. Uh, as every other line says, his mercies are new every morning. No, 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 no. Um, or does it say uh, his mercies are new every morning? I forget, uh, that's that's uh, Jeremiah. But it is, his mercies are new uh, every morning. And, and go to Psalm 136, you'll see it. Um, God is not against repetition. He is against vain repetition. And praying the rosary, the life of Our Lady's Son, is not vain. The reason Our Lady gave us the rosary is because she's a Jewish mother who knows how to homeschool her children. And the rosary takes you through the entire life of Christ and what the Messiah not only came from his mother, but um, returned her to the Father and to him. Um, oh, I, there's so many good books on the rosary. Read um, the book on the rosary by uh, Guardini, I think it is. Uh, Guardini, you will fall in love with it, dear one. Uh, forget that priest. He should not even be in the confessional. Um, God bless you. There's the music for our break, and uh, we'll be right back after the break. <laughs> LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, Love in Truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. here on the Station of the Cross for the Liturgy of the Hours at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern with the Office of Readings read at 3 o'clock. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 18, verse 20, Jesus tells us where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I. 
in the midst of them. The Liturgy of the Hours is also known as the Divine Office and is the daily prayer of the Church. So you know you'll be uniting your prayer with priests, religious, and laity throughout the world. It's comprised of small reflections, readings from sacred scripture, and writings from saints and theologians. To learn more about the Liturgy of the Hours, visit thestationofthecross.com. That's thestationofthecross.com. Pray with us each day at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. Um, we have another email from Anonymous. This is our last segment, dear ones. We have a little more than 10 minutes. The lines are wide open. You're welcome to call in. Toll free 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Um, we have an email from someone who writes in anonymously and says, Dear Mother Miriam, why is it that when you suggest to people that we need to pray now more than ever, they get upset or say something defensive back to you. How should we respond? Thank you for your wonderful program, and God bless you. Um, People that are defensive uh, and uh, don't receive um, well the fact that we need to pray more now than ever, I would say their faith is little. They don't perhaps believe in the power of prayer, And it's not prayer that saves us, it's God that saves us through prayer. When Israel was surrounded by its enemies in the book of 2 Chronicles, and they were turned from God as they are today, God said to them, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear their prayer and heal their land. God wants us to pray because when we you say God can do it anyway, he can do anything he wants anyway, but he wants our humility. He wants us to know our need of him. And through humility, we come to God, which says we're not in control, which says, Lord, we're finite. We can't do it all. We desperately need you. And that's when God responds. He wants us to know um, that we need him. Um, um, and so, um, let me see, uh, more than ever, they get upset and are defensive. Some people just don't pr- don't believe what we're praying for. I had a um, and I mentioned earlier in the program, we had a few quite um, negative emails uh, in response to our request that the whole world pray uh, the novena to Our Lady of Victory for Trump to have these next four years. It's not impossible. Uh, in my heart, I, I believe it's going to happen. I, I'm going to be surprised if it doesn't. I'm not a prophet. I don't know, but I think it's going to happen. But we need, will it happen anyway? I can't answer for God, but he works through the prayers of his people. And the scriptures say, as I mentioned yesterday, he inhabits the praises of his people. So he wants us to pray. Um, and prayer is the work that God has given us to pray. He moves men through men, through prayer. 
Um, and um, people are negative because they generally don't, maybe they pray to God and he hasn't given them what they want and they think he's a genie uh, when we pray. We always ask for God's will. So if I want something desperately and I say, Lord, thy will not mine, and I don't get it, I'm not disappointed. I'm grateful because I want God's will above mine. If he gave me what I wanted, it might have brought failure or destruction, no matter what I think. So if we believe God, we want to pray. Um, if someone is really against what I'm suggesting we pray for, well, then they're going to be um, um, maybe a little hostile about it, as some people wrote back that they were. And they not only wrote back that they were um, disappointed and, and didn't realize that I would support Trump like that, um, they they unsubscribed as well and cut their donations off. So so be it. We don't compromise. We don't compromise for anything in the world. Um, everyone is free to think what they what they may. Um, but I say, um, if a monster was going to get into office, and by be, be his being in the office, morality would prevail, uh, a monster of a person, uh, I don't think that of Trump, but if you do, if a monster of a person were to get into office, and he... Um, would stop supporting Planned Parenthood and he would uh, put an end to uh, legalized abortion and an end to so-called same-sex marriage and be an advocate for life, I'd put that so-called monster into office because he would be doing the will of God. And I think Trump is utterly remarkable and doing the will of God maybe more than any president in history. I believe that. And if you hate President Trump, and many people write to tell me that and cut, cut us off, you're free to do that. You're free to do that. I know, I know Catholics, supposedly conservative, strong Catholics, who have voted for uh, President-elect Biden. And all I can say is you're free to do what you wish, but you are not Catholic. And they get very, very angry with me. Who are you to judge? What's your problem, Mother Miriam? You cannot vote. You cannot vote for murder and be a Catholic in good standing. It's impossible, thou shalt not kill. And if you vote for a man who's going to pass laws to kill, then you are part of his uh, murder operation. You are responsible for those babies if you gave him the power to have those millions of babies murdered legally. You are part of that action, and you are in grave sin, and you need to confess. You are automatically excommunicated from the Catholic Church by your vote. I know this is going to cause a great uproar, but if you vote to put laws in place or keep them in place that will murder millions of babies, you have given those people the power to do that. And through your sin, through your disobedience, you have committed a very grave sin. And unless you confess, you may not even receive communion. Now, I know a lot of people are cursing me right now, disagreeing. You're free to do that. You're free to do that. Um, but in the, as Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I pray everyone listening, as for you and your house, you will do the same. We need to walk with God. We need to walk with God, beloved. Um, uh, we finished today chapter... Um, 
three of Ephesians, and we have uh, just two minutes left for the program. So rather than taking uh, another email that's going to take us over that, I just want to read you the beginning words of Ephesians 4, um, where Paul says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all lowliness and meekness, with patience, forbearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is above all and through all and in all. We need to walk worthy, beloved, of our calling. We need to be active citizens. We need to vote as our Lord has instructed us to vote for life and not death, for life and not death. So if you voted for President-elect Biden, I, I implore you, I urge you, it may mean nothing to you, I beg you to go to confession and, um, and say, I voted for Biden because I can't stand President Trump. But, I've, but if, if Biden is sworn in on the 20th of this month, I, by my vote, will be responsible, along with everyone else who voted for him, for the murder of millions of babies. And I don't want that on my conscience and on my record. I want to go to heaven. I confess that, and I repent of it, and will do the novena to Our Lady of Victory as penance that Trump may remain in office and millions of babies' lives will be saved. There's our closing music, beloved. Um... You know, Paul said, woe be, is to me, woe be to me if I don't preach the gospel. And that's what I feel. And I love the gospel. And I believe it. And I believe that nothing is impossible with our God. Pray that novena to Our Lady of Victory. Even if you've not started yet, it will never be too late. God will take that um, into the election results. God bless you. And we'll speak with you tomorrow. <laughs>